Greetings, and you're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode number 15. everyone. I hope you had a productive and powerful African week. Now, as you can probably tell, for some strange reason, I seem to have come down again with a bit of a hoarseness in my throat, but I hope it won't affect your ability to enjoy the podcast. Now, this week is a really, really interesting week because what I want to talk about is the Ghana 2019 year of return. And the reason I want to talk about this is because one or two things have happened to bring this particular event into the public domain. Whilst I've been in Africa, I've always endeavoured to keep the themes of the podcast focusing on what's happening in Africa. And this week is no different. This week, I'm looking at the growing interest in the 2019 Ghana Year of Return, which Ghana has signposted as the greatest opportunity for Africans living outside Africa to visit Ghana with a view to returning home. Now, if you're interested, you can download the Ghana 2019 Year of Return program of activities at the bottom of the show notes. I've put a link there which you can click and you can download the program and just check out what's happening. So the first thing that I want to say is, did you know that there were a number of Caribbean islands who already have free visa entry into Ghana? I mean, who knew? Who knew that citizens of the Caribbean islands of Barbados... Dominica, Jamaica, St. Lucia and Trinidad and Tobago don't need visas to enter Ghana. I didn't know this. My family are from Dominica. I had no idea. What led me to discover this was that in June 2019, the Ghanaian government announced that Jamaican citizens no longer needed visas to enter Ghana. And when I went to research this, it was then that I found out that other Caribbean islands were already enjoying this status and had done so for many years. I mean, I ask again, who knew? I think it's fantastic that Ghana has done this. It has long been my view that the African country that seized the opportunity to open its doors to Africans living outside Africa would be the African country that will be in prime position to benefit from the significant amount of transferable skills, knowledge, experience and cash flow that Africans living outside Africa will surely travel with when visiting Ghana. Add to this that the Ghanaian president, Nana Akufoado, has designated 2019 as the year of return for Africans living outside Africa and the lay of the land has certainly changed and seems to be looking positive for Africans who may be interested in seeing Ghana as a possible future home. 
And we haven't even spoken about the possible influence Ghana's moves may have on other African countries. It may well be the case that other African countries are watching Ghana to see what happens before they make their move. For example, Ghana citizens have just been granted visa-free entry to South Africa. And we can see where this is going. Individual African countries are watching and waiting to make their own plans for free movement with each other whilst they wait for the huge but slow African Union oil tanker to break free of its restraints and turn itself around in favour of reaching out to the global African community via their own home agendas. Ghana has gone a step further and has announced to the global African community that 2019 has been designated by Ghana as the year of return for all Africans living outside Africa who want to return home. And they're calling for the global African community to consider Ghana as a potential future home. So what does the year of return mean? Ghana has made it very clear that in the 2019 year, that marks 400 years since the first enslaved Africans were forcibly taken out of Africa, Ghana, one of the key departure hubs on the continent, is calling for her descendants to come home to visit, live and invest in Ghana. The year of return, Ghana 2019, is promoted as a major landmark spiritual and birthright journey, inviting the global African family at home and abroad to mark 400 years of the arrival of the first enslaved Africans in Jamestown, Virginia. The arrival of enslaved Africans marked a sordid and sad period when our kith and kin were forcibly taken away from Africa into years of deprivation, humiliation and torture. Ghana has been clear that whilst August 2019 marks 400 years since enslaved Africans arrived in the United States, the year of return, Ghana 2019, also celebrates the global African community's total and ongoing resilience of all the victims of the transatlantic slave trade who were scattered and displaced through the world in North America, South America, the Caribbean, Europe and Asia. The Ghana Tourism Authority, via its Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture, is leading the project in collaboration with the Office of Diaspora Affairs at the Office of the President and is also working with the Panafest Foundation and the Adinkra Group, which is a Ghanaian interest group based in America. One of the main goals of the Year of Return campaign is to position Ghana as a key travel destination for African Americans and the global African community. In 2019, the events planned throughout the year will serve as a launchpad for a consistent boost in tourism for Ghana in the near and distant years. But beyond tourism, Ghana is expecting the initiative to support one of the president's key development agendas in Ghana, which is to move Ghana beyond aid by boosting tourism 
because it's well known that tourism can be a leading indicator into growths in business and investment. The focus is on ensuring that visiting Africans have a safe, pleasant and wonderful journey home so they will come back, get involved and see the opportunities that exist in Ghana to collaborate with Ghana and begin to rebuild what was stolen and lost over the past 400 years. As I said earlier, there's a full programme of activities to support the 2019 year of return. I mean, almost half the year has gone. And if you look at the programme, remember, I've put a link at the end of the show notes so you can download the programme and check it for yourself. You'll see that there have been some fantastic things happening in Ghana over the last six months. But there are even greater things happening in the next six months of the year of return. President Nana Akufoado is serious in his quest to woo Africans from the global African community to come home. And it is said that the removal of visa restrictions is a step aimed at bringing the return home all the more closer. As part of the wider year-long campaign to show that Ghana is ready for members of the global African community who want to return home, 200 African-Americans and African-Caribbean people who live in Ghana will be granted citizenship in a special ceremony that is scheduled to take place in August 2019. This is huge in terms of the message it sends to the international world about Ghana's intentions, about its future direction and relationships that it wants to have with the global African community who live outside Ghana. And all of this comes at a time when all 54 countries in Africa will soon be part of the African continent free trade agreement. Now, this trade agreement will create the largest free trade area in the world. At the time of recording the podcast, only two countries were left to sign. One of those countries, Nigeria, will be signing imminently and may well have signed by the time you're listening to this podcast. Eritrea is the final country that is now arranging to sign up following its peace treaty with Ethiopia. So now all 54 countries will be part of a free trade agreement. And this free trade agreement, it's estimated, will increase intra-Africa trade, that's trade between African countries, to as much as 60% by 2022. When we're thinking about 2022, that's next week in terms of how time flies. Now that 60% is a quadrupling of the current trade taking place between African countries, which currently stands at about 16%. But the other benefit that follows from an African continent free trade agreement is that those African countries will be sitting down and working out cooperative ways to work with each other. And one of the things that they're going to be talking about is freedom of movement of all peoples across Africa. And in particular, whether they can come up with one single African passport. 
So imagine that if you're living in Africa, you could be party to the agreements to have one African passport that removes visa restrictions for all 54 countries. Now, to me, that is huge. So when we put Ghana's year of return into this forthcoming free trade context, it's clear to see that Ghana is aiming to make the best possible use of all the new skills, knowledge and experience it could potentially acquire from returning Africans, who have already said will undoubtedly bring a host of new business potential with them. Now, that business potential will be ripe and ready to feed into the new trading opportunities that will be created by the new free trade agreement that will come online in Africa, possibly by 2022. As part of the year of return celebrations, Ghana is also putting the journey of our enslaved ancestors from royalty to chattel front and centre of the celebrations where it belongs. We can't forget about what happened to our ancestors. So it's particularly pleasing that Ghana isn't shying away from putting this journey front and centre to help us to never forget. There'll also be a Pan-African Festival of Arts and Culture that will take place across Ghana in July 2019. And the festival will explore the journey of our enslaved ancestors when they were taken from Ghana to the plantations abroad, including recognition for the first of our enslaved ancestors to be brought to the Americas in Jamestown, Virginia in the 1600s. And the festival will finish with a ceremony of healing and atonement on the 1st of August 2019, the day that the global African community, who are the descendants of enslaved Africans, currently commemorate as African Emancipation Day all over the world. <laughs> to me, Ghana isn't joking. Ghana's president acknowledges that the country expects to see up to half a million visitors during the 2019 Year of Return celebrations. But more importantly, Ghana wants the global African family to see Ghana as a beacon of hope for African people living on the continent and in the global African world. And Ghana explains that the status of 2019 Year of Return was not earned by coincidence, but by conscious efforts to validate the struggles, strengths and linkages between African descendants on a pan-African scale. And this is really important because there are current moves afoot to try to remove the links that Africans should have with each other under the auspices of pan-Africanism. And so for me, it's really, really great that we have Africans on the continent and Africans in the global family who are putting pan-Africanism front and centre of everything that we do. Now, this whole programme feeds into actions taken by the Ghanaian government as long ago as 18 years ago, 
when Ghana became the first African country to pass laws that gave right of abroad to any African who wants to return to Ghana and settle in the country. The right of abroad is supposed to be accompanied with a right to get land to settle and citizenship rights. So what it means is that if I decided that I wanted to return home as a descendant of an enslaved African who was removed from Ghana or removed from Africa, then I could do this because Ghana has passed a law saying that I can. The Ghanaian government understands, appreciates and is keenly aware of the economic impact that a returning global African community can have on the country's economy. In fact, to be eligible for the right of a board, the government must be satisfied that whoever's going to apply is capable of making a substantial contribution to the development of Ghana. And the government looks at this condition through the remittances Ghanaians living outside Ghana send to the country. So what the Ghanaian government is saying is that the amount of money that we are sending through remittances, through organisations and companies like PayPal and MoneyGram and TransferWise, says to the Ghanaian government that we are capable of making a substantial contribution to the development of Ghana because we're already doing it. In 2018, Africans living outside Ghana sent 3.8 billion and that figure cannot go unnoticed. That's 8% of the total income of the country. And so it's recognised that Africans in the global community and Ghanaians in particular in the global community also represent a source of entrepreneurial capital and have become an important lobby group for Ghana in their new countries. Now, whilst I espouse all this joy and all this excitement, there are some concerns that we need to look at. Although Ghana is willing to give free land to the descendants of enslaved Africans to enable us to repatriate into Ghana via the right of a board bill, which is bill number 573, and although the whole process has an administrative time limit of six months, the whole system remains a bureaucratic nightmare. People are waiting many, many years to obtain the right of a board. And if we want to see just how difficult it is, there are currently about 3,000 Africans from all over the world who have repatriated to Ghana, who continue to live in a system of having to renew their work or residence permits every few years but only 200 of them are going to be granted citizenship. Now that 200 only touches the surface of the need to sort this matter out, to make returning to Ghana fully attractive to Africans who would like to leave the West and return home. Professor Kweku Azar, who is based in a university in the US, is also concerned about laws that prevent Africans who return to Ghana from holding dual or plural citizenship. 
and argues that if Ghana is serious about the year of return, it should take immediate steps to repeal the law that excludes plural citizens from its political space. Professor Azar argues that creating a category of Ghanaian citizens who are valued for their economic potential, but whose potential to contribute to the political space is devalued and questioned, goes against the principle of African returnees being equal citizens in the country. And he argues that this position in and of itself goes against Ghana's founding constitution, which was the basis for the creation of the country in 1957, after independence from the UK. Professor Azar says that this sort of unequal citizenship status, at best, undermines the country's commitment to the global African community and at worst suggests that Ghana is seeking to be that African country that is forging a new exploitative economic relationship with the returning members of the global African community and that this more than anything will undermine the positive benefits that could come from some of the bold moves Ghana is trying to make. Another difficulty that is not often talked about is the feeling of exclusivity linked to Ghana's open visa policy for Africans living in the Caribbean. For example, there is still much work to do about the lack of flight routes Africans living in the Caribbean have available to them to get from those islands to Ghana. The current routes are horrendous and very costly, with some of the cheapest flights coming in at over two £1,000 or $2,200 unless you go through London and book two separate journeys. This effectively means that the West is still in control of the key cheaper routes Africans from the Caribbean would need to take to get to Ghana and that means that the West remains in control of who can get transit visas to leave those Caribbean islands to transit in the West on the way to Ghana. For Caribbean islands, this puts us back to square one in terms of who controls where Africans can and cannot travel. Journey times are also very long with many stops and changes across Europe. I mean, you can almost imagine a situation that you want to fly from Dominica to Ghana and you have to go through London Heathrow and then you have to stay there and wait for a connecting flight from London to Ghana. And for that, you need a transit visa. And then the UK just decides that they're not going to give you one. I mean, what do you do? This is why you're likely to be forced to take the more expensive routes. And it's clear to me that that's why these other countries make their routes so expensive, because they know that London is unlikely to make it easy for Caribbeans to leave those islands, transit through the UK on a UK transit visa and then fly to Ghana. They don't want us to go there. So it's not going to be easy. So my concern is that there's little point in having waived visa restrictions if the cost of the flights and the journey times put the whole experience out of reach for ordinary Africans living in these islands. And it brings into sharp focus the fact that we do not yet have an airline service that connects Africa with the Caribbean. And until we address this, 
the ability to visit Ghana from the Caribbean to take advantage of Ghana's efforts to woo the global African community from the Caribbean will only be in the gift of elites and dignitaries. Despite these concerns, I would still say that there is great value in visiting Ghana, even if it's just to have a look. How can we ever move from beyond the talk of living our best lives in Africa if we don't take opportunities to visit Africa? And Ghana's year of return certainly provides the best and most open opportunity for the global African community to experience Ghana from some of its best historical, community and cultural standpoints, where I believe we can begin to get a taste of what our lives would be like, could be like, if we chose to make Ghana our home. For me, I'm certainly going to be looking at the possibility of going to Ghana in November to take part in some of the year of return activities. And if I go, you will certainly get an update from me in future podcasts. If you're planning to make a trip to Ghana in 2019, I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear about your experiences. We need to start to share this information so that all the positive experiences we have are a way of encouraging other people to see beauty in Africa and to consider vacationing there. And in next week's podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about this. I've come to the end of what I wanted to say. I've tried to keep it short and sweet. So I hope you manage to get the gist of what I've been saying. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to the show so that you don't miss a beat. Why not leave me a review and let me know what you think? I would love to hear from you, your comments, your suggestions, even your queries or contestations about what I might be saying. On a final note, don't forget to download your copy of the Ghana Year of Return programme. You never know, you might find something on the programme that stimulates your interest to plan a visit in 2019. You can download the programme using the link in the show notes below. Until next week, you've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha and I'm out.